Sons Unleashed. G'day everyone, my name's Robbie, I'm here with Dane and Tamara. This is a season two wrap-up, this is episode nine of Axons Unleashed. Yo! How are. you doing? G'day, g'day. Good, 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 good. Good to be here. What a, what an amazing accomplishment for us. We've finished two seasons of a podcast. Like a freight train. <laughs> <laughs> now, interestingly, ladies and gents, that you, you would all know that uh, Dane wasn't uh, with us for the whole of season two. Because myself, Dan, and Tamara had a special guest every time. Mm. So yeah, I guess uh, lost one of my the phone number then <laughs> during that time. But. It's actually funny because I've spoken to heaps of clients, as I'm sure you have as well. By you know, how's things going with the podcast? This, 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 and everyone without fails like, where's Dane? Like, where's Dane's yeah. actually really cool, cool to listen to. So I suppose you we'll have missed. had the opportunity to listen to all the podcasts, and so now it would have been an opportunity for you to like. Uh, listen to us interview other people, but you weren't involved like you normally are. Mm, so mm. now I suppose tomorrow and I are really keen on getting your insights into, yeah, uh, yeah what did you find out about As a listener. Everything? Yeah. Well, yes, as a punter, <laughs> everyday subscriber I was. Um, and I was like, oh, Robbie, keep the seat warm for me down there. But um, I actually, because I know everyone on a professional level. Of course. Who you guys had come in and um, obviously you – the stakeholders are so important to us, mm. like our, 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 mm. our support and making sure that the experience our clients have with them mm-hmm. um, is also top-notch, like because we're all supporting each other and it's a whole journey, right? They are yeah. stakeholders from that perspective. Actually, I actually spoke about that in um, episode seven with mm. Angie when I was talking about how important it is for the whole journey. Like if there's one point in the whole journey that – railroad mm. the the tra- the train gets off the tracks then you know the whole thing can come undone and that's not nothing we've done in particular we can have it they can have a great experience with us but if it's one of our partners and their experience is not 1000 mm. percent the axon way or the best experience then it can damage us all and it's generally towards the end of the build. Like you get your insurances at the end of the build. You find a tenant at the end of the build. You get the building inspector at the end of the build. You do your tax return at the end of the build. Mm. So all those, like that's the that's the taste that's left in one's mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, as you said, Tammy, they can have an amazing coaching and finance and, and property strategy perspective and we go find an amazing property for them and the build can go super smooth. Yep. But if they don't get that shit sorted out the back end, that's what the sort of the taste of the mouth is going to be. So, mm. yeah, it's, um, I mean, how did it just give us a bit of a, bit of a, uh, like, for full disclosure, ladies and gents, we have not prepared for this at all. And I love <laughs> it. And, and every single week we do a live Q and A, so it's a little bit different now. We don't we don't need to hold an audience. We're just sort of having a chat with it with ourselves. What were some of the you know sort of highlights? We are going to go through each of the sort of episodes, and I'm keen on getting your insights there. But um, did you find out one thing about one person you had no idea about that you're now really happy that you've got that under your belt? Oh well, it, it is actually the stuff that sort of stood out to me was all the personal stuff, like how mm. everyone got to to Axon, work in, with in us. A way. Yeah, mm. um, and I was sort of saying to Robbie this morning. Actually, I was like, "Oh well, I didn't know Shay had gone and done a marketing degree, and then pretty much got like, hey, you got to come back over to Malaysia and get straightened out and go back again. You know, all that sort of <laughs> stuff that you just you just don't hear because yeah. all it is, it's always very much the personal um, behind the scenes yeah, stories and how they got there. Mm. And they, and you know, she said what she was very, doing very much um, elementary sort of stuff at the start, and uh, one of the other. Um, uh, uh, conveyances, yeah, mm-hmm. had, had said like, oh, it sounds like a lot of hard work with you. And she's like, I'll do it. 
and which I really, really like because it's a, it's a, that's motivation to me when you mm. get someone doing that. Like, okay, man, if you don't want to do it, I will. And then look how far she's gone. She's, yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, she's catapulted yeah. into um, yeah into her business, into her, her industry, her promotion. promotions, yeah. because she put her hand up. She yeah. wanted to take on that extra work. And mm. I guess it is a bit of extra work, but doing the Axon way because we are very procedure-driven. We're very process-focused. Everyone follows the bouncing ball along mm. our process and, and – you know, people aren't used to that, especially yeah. other industry um, professionals out there. They have their own way and sometimes it's not the best way. Yeah, it's certainly something uh, you and I speak about during the coaching when we're having that first initial chat and we're explaining the business model. You know, you're going to do this, 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 this and this. So I sort of sit back and go, hey, you know, Peter and Paul, um, for instance, how does it now make you feel that there is now a synchronised step-by-step business model? You are going to speak to different people along mm. the way, but I guess there's a checklist involved for everyone and everything and nothing's mm. going to be missed. Mm. And they're just like back in their chair going, love this it. Gold. They love yeah. it. So, yeah, so, yeah, which is good. That's the whole reason why, you know, we provide that service to everyone. I think it's a testament to you both though, right? Like you have, and I know, Robbie, you got to be, hey, mate, this is what I'm going to do. This is going to be my twilight years. It's continual professional development, mm. but also quality assurance. Like, I know you guys have – so, like, and you've built that in not only, like, internally with Axon, but also everyone along that journey. Mm -hmm. that All of our partners. Yeah, that they have that where they're like, mate, you know, when that that client comes across their desk, they're like, oh, this is an Axon client. Like, Mm -hmm. top-notch sort of stuff. And that's something you guys are really fostered. And I know – I might have uh, picked up when we were talking about Shay. Actually, you did talk about that. Like, she wasn't the first conveyancer. That's no. right. So you've had you've had yeah. your sort of like we're going to try and find the right people, mm-hmm. right? And it takes time. Someone got voted off the island for her to come on the island, and that's okay because yeah. sometimes mm-hmm. you don't realise how good or bad someone is until someone good or bad's been in your life. You mm. just don't have that. Well, we even did the same with our um, business accountant. We in the early years we went through a couple just to find the right fit and the people that work for us and understand, you know, what we're trying to achieve and not you know, make us go through excessive amounts of hoops and, like, yeah, stuff that wasn't a fit for us because they didn't understand what we were trying to achieve. They didn't take the time to listen to us and and really understand our business, whereas now we have Jace and he's – that's all he wants to know is, like, how can we we go to what you guys want to achieve, you know? And and Tamara, you always say it great. I always love this when you go, if they're not a fit, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to stop them and try and make them something they're not. If they want to like live their best life doing something else, that's fine. Yeah, it's not that. It's not about trying to force that square peg into a round hole. That's not what mm-hmm. we're here to do. But once you do find, you know, the cream rises to the top. But once you do find those um those key stakeholders who who who, who give a fuck and give a damn about the clients and, and wear their heart on their sleeve, like. It's a no-brainer. Yep. That, like, that's, yeah. a, that, that's a technical term for care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's on um, my first one. I'm going to keep it at that. Just to, just to rehash, actually, we, we just um, sort of spoke about the, the other key stakeholders, but we actually started this season with two of our very own. Mm. Uh, we started with our amazing ex-dog handler, uh, Dave Simpson, with his story about Sabi over in Afghanistan, the missing dog for... Was it 15 months? Yep. 14, 15 yeah, 15 months, yeah. Yeah. Round, what round a recall. <laughs> and like you said, kicking off with two internal, mm. I guess, key sort of – you always talk mm. about the key players. Um, and you guys have such a long relationship with Jane and also Simo, right? Mm. So how did you find that they went when you sat down and actually said, you know, um, tell us, tell us how you got to be, you know, um, 
involved with us and be sitting here today. I absolutely loved when we were filming um, Dave's story about Sabi, we had the marketing team sitting in the background um, and the jaws were just wide open and they were just sitting there like, holy shit, we had no idea that the story was that in-depth. Like they'd heard about it and they knew the sort of topic and the overall sort of sentiment but especially Noah, like she was nearly in tears. He's a quiet, unassuming, mm. humble guy. Get him on the piss. He's a different person. <laughs> yeah. But and the, like in his like ninety nine percent of the day, you know the uh, you know day to day, week to week stuff. Dave doesn't tell the story. Like there would no, you'd never ever know that the, mm. you know the the bravery and the and the commitment and determination of that guy had and did and does. Um, you know, even exists there. So it I would have been a great insight for everybody. And that episode could have just kept on going. Like we were, we were pretty. It went for. It was one of our longer episodes, and I feel like there could have been a part two as well with the amount of stuff that he covered and could have covered. Oh, it's so amazing. That's the part two we get when he's on the on the. Yeah, couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he is, and um, what you said, he's very unassuming. Yeah. yeah. When I first met him, I was like, "Is this guy British? Where's, <laughs> where's his top hat? Why is he talking like that?" And then, uh, and once I did, um, you know, uh, get some liquid, liquid courage with him, mm. and he told me that story, and I was like, "Oh man!" And we were out, and we we're at the famous Moomoo's yes. at the time, and I remember just looking over the table as he telling me this story. I'm like, "This guy." The property pack guy? What, what the hell's going on here? Well, I can't believe the story's coming out of his mouth. This guy's like a G.I. Joe. He's an action hero. Yeah. This is crazy. So, yeah, it, it is It is what you said. He's very unassuming, which is great. And that's yeah. why people really warm to him as well. So. And then, um, yeah, we, we had with Jane, and I guess even just <laughs> the rubbish that comes out of her mouth within two seconds, I'm like, okay, she's dropped a, a swear word within uh, 30 seconds. Um, but... That is so – she was so authentic and that's just so beautifully Jane. Um, she just was raw and real and open and honest and shared so much of her experience and I just thought she ha- she handled it like an absolute champion. Like just to throw her in that in that spot. She was nervous before we went on and then uh, – and she's done it before in our live Q&As on Facebook. She just absolutely mm. embraces it and just gets on there and you see her at the end and she's on such a buzz. Mm. She's so high high from it. But she did such a good job on there. So I, I spoke to some amazing clients last night that I've been mentoring for the last 12 mm. months. These clients came to us, 30 grand in debt, terrible money habits, mm. shit old property up in bloody gimpy. They're now selling that property. They're going to walk away with a hundred odd so grand. They're going to be out completely out of debt by, by the end of it. And when I was talking to her about the amazing support they're going to get from the build support team, she's like, and that lady Jane, I've seen her on the podcast and the live Q and A's. Can she be on our team? <laughs> so people have now seen her and heard her and, and got sort of got to know her. Yeah. They're now they're now electing her to be on the well, Jane doesn't really coach. So he does. She manages the build support team. She doesn't really provide that service anymore because she's got three other amazing ladies working for her. But I said, you know what, Bettina? If you're now specifically asking for her, I'm sure she'd be honoured to be your build support manager. Absolutely. So kudos to her for to for now providing someone that sort of peace of mind, just purely based on being raw and real and telling her story. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think um, too, when she spoke about it, she talked about you know obviously you guys have it. You know, you're very happy with Jane. That's no secret with that. Mm-hmm. And she's very, 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 very good at her job. Oh, yeah. But she's also, and she's got a bit of the, I, I call it the client drug. And I know <laughs> Robbie's, Robbie's got 
Yeah. He's got it, man. He's like, I'll never stop coaching. I don't care. I don't care yeah. what I have. I always have a bit of coaching. Yeah. And I, I, I get it too because just it, it is an adrenaline rush. And she was saying to me as well, she's like, even though I know I need to be able to be in a position where I, I'm there for spot fires, I manage the – you know, more of the difficult situations and so on and so forth. She goes, I still don't want to lose that 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 feeling yep. you get when you have people. The connection. Yeah. That's yeah. what it's all about. It's, I think that's so important though and that's why we'll never stop Robbie from doing coaching and and for team leaders, same as um, mm. Dave, he's now running the property specialist teams but we still want him on the tools, you know, that yep. is your connection and it keeps you grounded, it keeps you um, having that connection with clients, with your team members, understanding the processes um, realising the challenges that the team are going through, the roadblocks, all of that. So Commonly known as dipping the nose in the trough every now and then. You've summed you it up. and an analogy. Oh, mate, I love it. <laughs> you've summed it up really well before, though, Robbie. Hey, you've said that, and um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're like, I, will. I, I never want to be in a position where I disconnect from my community. Yeah, that's right. You know, of course. And coaching, coaching does that. Which talks about our community, and they love Deb. That, yeah. was, just, that was probably oh, one of my favourite yeah. um, episodes. Everyone loves Deb. And talk Amazing. about someone that was nervous. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she always says that, but she does so well every time. No, It was the like same 10, Shay, 10 a.m. Actually. She's like, I feel like I need to have a wine before I do this. I'm like, well, well you're not. It's too early. That was the same as Shay. <laughs> She's like, bring me vodka. There's plenty upstairs. <laughs> bring it straight down. But one I had a laugh about was actually when um, she said a girlfriend rang her up and said, who's that, that man on your left shoulder? And it was Dan. Yeah. thought they were a couple. I was like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> maybe one day. Who knows? <laughs> He looks, oh, looks like one of your ex- ex-boyfriends. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you yes. find that, though, like, once again? Oh, I love Deb, and I just think the the passion that she is able to give to her clients, like, she absolutely takes people under their wing, under her wing, and, I don't know, she's just like that mama bear to everyone. She's got a nickname with many of our clients as Mama Deb, and she just is that real motherly figure to them and embraces them no matter the challenge if they're you know going through a bit of finance hell then she's there to really support them and she's very experienced with such a wide variety of different challenges that she seems to be able to make the most yeah unachievable things happen so she rides the highs (laughs) and lows like no one i've ever seen literally She's going to hate me from saying this, but I'll fucking tell everyone anyway. I called her, uh, not last week, the week before. Now we're talking to you on the 29th of June. Um, and I'm like, hey, baby, you know, how you going? How's, how's everything going? She goes, oh, I've just had like, such a terrible week. I'm like, whoa, what's up? She's like, the banks are taking so long to do evaluations and they're asking silly questions mm-hmm. and I've lodged a deal three weeks ago and it still hasn't been picked up by anyone. She started crying on the phone, mate. Yeah. Like she literally lives and breathes. The, and she has such a drive and determination to get the best finance mm. outcome for all of our clients, her mm. clients, the clients. I was just like, right, I'm dropping everything. I'm going to come and see you and Kylie and Kira tomorrow. I'll take you girls out for lunch. Let's just like all hang out and just, you know, sort of sort of get get together and sort of connect again. Reset. Um, <laughs> calm down to what I say to you all the time, babe. Um, but, yes, yeah, so I, I, I loved it that um, – you know, you talk about the passion and the connection and the loves of what we do for our clients, but trying to get the deal over the line from a finance perspective is always the hardest bit and they're just getting punished at the moment from the mm. banks. Like even though borrowing money's never been so cheap from an interest rate perspective, the level of scrutiny being placed on everyone's never been so high. Mm. So they're just literally, they're in the trenches fighting away hand-to-hand combat with the bloody BDMs and the credit managers and everything at the bank and then requesting updated pay slips and, you know, just going, or, you know, getting everything yeah. but the client's d- DNA. You know, and she's got 14, 15, 16 deals on the go at any one time and all of them mm. have got their little nuances and being a bit tricky. 
yeah, she really, really, you know, rides the highs and lows as far as that goes. So kudos to her to be able to get, get get through it, quite frankly. And you guys have known her for quite a while too. Seven, like seven or eight years now. Yeah, as well. yeah. yeah so pre-Axon. That's a long relationship. Yeah. Business. And also you guys have a personal relationship with her as well. Oh, of have course. Have become quite good friends. Yeah, yeah very and good friends. It's, it's been beautiful to actually watch her. So she was working for someone else and then, um, you know, people work with mm. people. And we really loved working with her. So we've followed her. Um, through a couple of mergers with previous companies and then uh, her actually going out on her own, which we were telling her to do that for a couple of years and she was a bit scared for a while and she took the plunge last year and she's done so well and we're so proud of her. She's just really embraced the business owner life and, yeah, now has her staff members and going great. Which brings on to, and probably once again, like I said, I love Deb, but... um, I've worked a lot with Shay as mm. well, you know. So, so I was back at the front. solicitor. Yeah, and and once again, another. <laughs> I always sort of wonder a little bit. I'm like, when are these? When are their finish times? You know, because if I if I message Deb or I call Shay or anything like that, and I, and I get mindful, I'm like, oh, man, well, you know, it's Friday night. I should, mm. But I always oh, so you're always call business back. hours finishing times. Never right. Yeah, yeah, they just don't seem to. And I say, oh, look, I'm so sorry. <laughs> they just, don't stop. Yeah, I'm just like I thought it was. Um, you know, I'm just stuck in my own world. It can wait till Monday. And, but I always get the reply. Yeah, and, and they go, oh, I just couldn't, I couldn't wait till then. I'm like, I get it. I they get, get it. excited too. It's yeah. it's so lovely. But she has some amazing insights as well. And obviously, mm. um, like you said at the start, there, RT, that you did vote someone off the island at the start, um, and then you came about through Ramston, and um, you're quite good friend, uh, good friends with John, mm. and then coming in with um, mm. Shay being the, the conveyancer. So, how did you guys feel when you went through that episode? Uh, she was so funny at the start. She was so nervous. She was even messaging me the night before, like, "Oh my god, oh my god, I'm so stressed." And I gave, I put some water in front of her. She's like, "Is it vodka?" I'm like, <laughs> "No, it's not. You're fine. You're fine." But you know what? By the end of it, she was there chatting away, and she was all good. So, like, it's one of those things. It's interesting to see people that are, you know, a little bit vulnerable, little bit scared, and, and stuff when they sort of first start. But I don't mind that because I know that they they care mm. and they they want to come in and provide the right level of information and just yeah. have that chat so you pass on pass on the value so yep. you know I, I still get a little bit nervous before we do some of the live q and a's i, mm. I just yeah. come straight yeah a little tiny bit tiny bit only yeah a little like bit it's little getting bit. less yeah. i don't anymore <laughs> that's good but I, do, I don't watch them back either Maybe i don't either. i don't Thank ever you. watch any or listen to podcasts back either every now and then <laughs> i have and i do have a bit of a chuckle of the shit that comes out of my mouth and i'm like where the <laughs> fuck was i you, you, you like do the little lawnmower so those yeah. now watching on youtube are like whoop, whoop. Oh, yeah. here he goes like, you just that's probably why i don't like, listen back i'm like oh you can always God. tell in that you know how we jump on and we have that little bit in the waiting room beforehand oh yeah if you can tell if lo- he's on yeah it's a lawnmower or not yeah I'll just strap in and leave my chair if back. If you want to see me living my best life, go back and watch some of those episodes of me yeah. just teeing off on fuck knows what. But I'm having That's on our Facebook page, Axon Property Group on Facebook on a Wednesday night everything. at 6.30 Australian Standard Time. Plenty more to come. We've been, we've been doing it for over a year now. Like yeah. it's, I think it's a real flagship activity of ours. Like we get 30, 40 people that are mm. literally there every single Wednesday night without fail. Um, so yeah, it's a really, really and, great. And we event. just had, I think, last week was Jace, who yes. also yes. featured on the podcast, and he jumped on the Q and A as well. Yeah, we um, actually released some uh, tax check checklists for our ADF members, as well as property investment uh, checklists for our investors, um, and just some general 
sort of tax checklist that you can go through and make sure you've got everything covered for tax time as well as preparing for the year ahead. Um, so a lot of the stuff that Jace talks about, it's no good planning your end of year tax return in ju- in June mm-hmm. and trying to make it work for Which you. Just tomorrow for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but being able to plan it from the 1st of July for the following year, you can put some really uh, strategic things in place to make sure you get the best tax return. So he was absolutely awesome. You could mm. see him just buzzing by he the end of it. He loves numbers. Like, he's, he, like we're so fired up about putting a strategy together, finding awesome properties for our clients, yeah. introducing, uh, introducing him to all the sort of key players as we're just going through now. But he loves the numbers. Mm-hmm. Like he's, as an accountant, like he's literally just lived his, his world in the number space. But you found out something interesting about Jace, which I know now now makes sort of you guys, you know, pull a little I, bit I closer know, together. Yeah, he was a Toowoomba boy, which yeah. off the podcast. I thought you were going to say surfing. <sighs> I no. didn't hear that. Oh. Yeah, 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 no, no. <laughs> Both love surfing. Yeah, right. yeah. A, sur- uh, a surfer knows a surfer when oh, they right. see it. Like so you just okay. see, see it in their eyes. But he had a... Um, <laughs> No, he said, like, because he went to USQ, which is right. up in and I played footy up there for a little bit um, wow. after school, ironically, for USQ. So, we, we, and that's what I mean. A lot of stuff I sort of felt, um, found out about people throughout mm-hmm. this whole um, season was personal stuff, mm-hmm. personal things, like their motivations, where, they, where they've been, how they got here. Mm-hmm. Whereas when they go, like, you know, and I was, a, I pretty much sat back on that Q&A with Jace. And I just went like, I was, about oh. to, I was about to message you go like, man, I want to be a punter for this one. Yeah. But I don't want, you know, the amount of questions that came through, yeah. like there was Always. so much interest. And you did many years as a financial planner and mm. your dad's been a very yeah. So you grew up in that sort of mm. that, that world. Yeah. So to, to hear him talk about all that sort of stuff would have been second one, nature. One hour of free consultation time. That's what I was saying yeah. to Dan the so other week. Good. I was like, yeah. if you want to go see, so the accountant I see, 600 bucks an hour or something crazy. Like, Jace, here I come. But yeah. To have one hour with a, an SME in the field, and you can say anything to them, is, mm. is gold. Like yeah. I'll be, if it's the other way around, I'll be like, and this, can you tell me about this? Can you tell me about that? Is this changing? <laughs> Whatever. But one of the things, he double hats as a financial planner as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, Which so is he, unique. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So he spoke about, like, you know, when I talk about tax, it's very, it's the past. Yeah. It's what has happened, but also want to talk about the future as well. And I know you guys definitely tap into that with him. Looking at how yeah. you guys are going to do the Your out. Wealth Your Way. I literally just finished coaching a client this morning and they're like, I know, by the way, I've just I've got to make sure I go speak to Jace because, you know, he's, he's in, like me in his late 40s. Mm. And this is what I say to all of our clients of about my age. Here's the thing every next step that we take from a financial perspective, it needs to be carefully curated. It needs to be low risk, but it also needs to be able to provide you a great return. Because here's the thing we don't have time to unfucks a mistake. Mm. Like, you know, you can't buy a property and realize in three or four years it's the wrong one and then go and try and sell it because you've just wasted five years when then, then you're in your mid 50s. Mm. So, just, you know, we're like trying to chase time as far as yeah. that goes. I'm like, make sure you get in contact with Jason, do that software modeling program where you can virtually have a bit of a virtual crystal ball and look into the future to make sure that these two properties that you are buying with us are going to give you, you know, yourself and your missus the right sort of financial freedom when you don't want to work anymore. And you guys both spoke about it in that um, that episode. We talk about time. And I, we always talk about as well, you know, property investors don't just buy property, they buy time. And mm-hmm. I've got a few little 1% as I throw in there. Um, procrastination is the biggest thing of time. Mm-hmm. No matter how much money you ever fucking make, it'll, it's never, ever bought one second of time, right? Yeah. So timing is everything, and Jay spoke about that as well mm. when he talked about it. And I know um, you sort of touched on it there, Tam. He's like, well, if it takes you one more year to start because you can't, it's actually 
one at year the at the end where, mm. where the compound interest and where the growth is at its maximum that you're actually reducing. You're so losing. Yeah. 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 So we start now, you know, like this. And it might just be planning. It I might think he called it the boring part of the wealth creation curve and mm. that's the start. Yeah. But it yeah. very, very, you know, it grows exponentially once you sort of get a little bit of momentum going there. And yeah. even though um, that side of things – it. It obviously works better as a graphic and a very, um, you know, visual sort of thing when he can explain, you know, this is the graph and this is the difference between starting now and if you start later and that kind of thing. He was really able to put that into a – on the podcast, able to put it into Mm. words that really um, translated well to listening. Yeah. Mm. So they have a – I think with – when we sort of – talk about that is very much mindset based and we always talk about oh, you've got the mindset's the first thing mm. so it might not be like going oh look I've, I've, I've got to go off and I need to get a property I need to get it now it might be the decision you go all right I'm going to start saving you might not have that and to me that's that's you've started you started there because it, mm. it all mindset. forms part of that journey that you need to do and that that's the decision you make and then you'll reap the rewards on the back end which so I loved it when he was talking about that it's not always just about your tax return you know, because that's um, backward thinking, but we need to talk about the full, like, yeah. how are you going to look in retirement? No one mm. ever got rich by saving money and no one ever mm. got rich by just trying to save tax as well. Absolutely. It's how all about making net? money and, how being, many, you know, having that sort of real wealth creation there. Was it? How many millionaires do you know from savings accounts? Yeah, mm. that's oh, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Donut. So, having said that, though, it's all good to have our forward planning and we've we got our, 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 our numbers make sense. We've got all the intent. But making sure that we're adequately insured as well. And protected. Yes, Jason. Yeah, yep, yep. So mm. when Jason came in, and I know people might, and I'm sorry, Jason, to say this, but people might just go like, oh, you know, insurance, is, it's boring, and I just I just get it, you know? But it is so essential. Like, we're oh, not buying so a pair important. of shoes. So just to, so people are clear, now we're not talking about Jace, the financial planner. This sorry. is Jason <laughs> from insurance. <laughs> yes, sorry, I'll transition. Different. Jace. Jason. Oh, right. Keep it yes. Jason. Right. Yeah. Now we're talking about insurance. Jace is born a Jace. J-A-C-E, the accountant. Yeah. I'll call, I'll call him insurance Jason. Jason. How's okay. that? <laughs> insurance Jason. I'm sure you'll be happy with it. <laughs> He's probably not going to listen to this. <laughs> no, how'd you find that one though? That was yeah, really good. good. I agree. Like it's so important to be insured. You, you see even um, we saw a current affair or something of um, someone that had bought an investment property in some really dodgy low-income area and dual dual lock and remember and the first thing we saw is they said at the end and there's twenty thousand dollars worth of damage and the owner was not insured yeah i was like oh no we just did a podcast about that (laughs) having the appropriate level of building and landlord's insurance is in place Mm. like i asked devastating it really is devastating there's two two types of insurances that you need to have in place they're like oh well i think you've got to Got to like get your, your the the building insured. I'm like, mm. yeah, absolutely, you do. So, what's the other sort? Contents. <laughs> what have you got it? Oh, nice. <laughs> um, I'm like, well, what what are you called? You're like you're, you're you're the landlord, right? So you need to have a landlord's insurance mm. policy in place. What if your tenant does the runner? What if your tenant wrecks the joint? Yeah. You know, what if your tenant malicious damage? Yeah, what or if your tenant has a, has default. a bloody party? And one of his punter mates fucking slips mm. over out the back and breaks his neck. You, mm. you know, you need to have that public liability because it's mm. in, a, in a building that you own. And they're just like, oh, we had no idea about this. I'm like, mm. that's why I'm coaching you to tell you <laughs> all these like – and people are like, oh, oh, my God, like, you know, literally finding out 
answers to questions they didn't even know they had. I said, rest assured, we're going to put you in touch with an awesome insurance broker. They'll go and get three different quotes with you. They'll explain all the pros and cons. You can then choose a level of cover and away you go. And they're yeah. like, awesome. That's exactly what That's exactly yeah. what, what we need. So, yes, yeah, so Jace was able to explain that really well. And it's really, um, I think, pivotal. And one of the beauties with Deb, right, is that we have, uh, yeah, she's a mortgage broker, access to 65 different lenders. Another thing using an insurance broker, because one of my bugbears, I'm going to throw it out there. Go on. Is people who nickel and dime on the premium. Mm. Grasshopper, your name's not being mentioned. But <laughs> if if you nickel 20, and dime 20 bucks is 20 bucks. 20 bucks. I know, <laughs> but not in this instance. Are we still talking about insurance now? Yeah, yeah. Oh so, um, but if you do not have the ad- adequate insurance yeah. for your investment, the fuck's the point sure of getting it? Sure as shit, Murphy's Law is going to strike and that one little thing you were fucking trying to yep. save a few dollars on, that's the thing that's going to issue mm. you. Yep. And guess what? You won't be insured either yeah. for that one little thing. It's just just have the full comprehensive. I actually cover. had to um, rely on my insurance last year. I had um, a storm for my property in my terrible investment in Cairns, um, which is on the market for sale. It is, um, but last year storm damage and then the body corporate didn't fix it in time. Roof damage, it went mouldy. Tenant left, uh, yeah, loss of rent. So. Yeah, had to rely on my insurance, but thankfully I was all insured. Got yeah. all my um, rent def- rent um, paid for j- during the time that it was unoccupiable. And yep. yeah, happy days. So uh, just goes to show, like, just it doesn't have to just be because of the tenant. It's it can be from a for a wide range of reasons that you need to rely on that. I think too, with people, they always have that. Um, oh, it won't happen to me. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's all right. Oh, fuck. That seems expensive, and they, and I'm just like, yeah, but what if it does? Because it does happen to people, and or else these places wouldn't even exist. The famous saying that won't happen to me. Sure as shit, that's going to happen to you. It's going to happen to you. So it's not only just sort of insuring your building, right? You also need to make sure that you're getting a good tenant as well. So it's. I love her. Sorry, Luke. If you're out there listening to this, mate. So this is the transition into the next person we spoke to. The next person, Angie, the lovely Angie, who who once again, um. You know, you guys have built a great relationship mm. with and, and become friends as yeah. well over time. And Robbie always says, mate, a property manager, it's a pretty thankless job. Yeah. I get it, but they're so, so important. Oh, you can tell the ones that really love it. Mm. Like the people that really love it should really stay in there because there's so such a difference between the people that it's just a job, yeah. whereas the people that love being a property manager, they're really good at that job. Yeah. But isn't Angie just like that little beaming ray of sunshine she's just yeah, she's so like like reg- bright and happy and oh i love her energy regional manager for little little real estate and yeah mm. certainly she's been the property manager for mine tomorrow's portfolio as well and we've known each other for a long long time so yeah, yeah she's a just an absolute bloody superstar yeah, so yeah, yeah. It, was, it was you know yeah it's good to have someone else like jace loves talking about the numbers Jason loves talking about insurances. Angie sure as shit loves talking about, you know, um, getting the right tenant, buying in the right area, you know, having those uh, routine inspections and, you know, providing the tenant, so providing the landlord that ultimate level of surety that everything's being taken care mm. of. Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny what lights people's tyres. Like, it's plain and simple for me. I love helping people out from a strategy and, um, you know, macro sort of uh, outline perspective. But those little tiny things that are all still part of the plan, I'm so proud that we've met these other people that love it because yeah. I don't fucking love that stuff, but that's not <laughs> my job. That's their job, yeah. which is good. So and the uh, final one. Well, yes. Uh, Nigel and Erica from iBuild. Yeah. Yep. The building yeah. inspections. Talking about reducing risk. Mm. If there's no fucking way. Mm. First of all, you want to be able to build a brand new house to make sure that your 
three, four, five, not three, four, five, six, seven hundred thousand dollar, you know, asset that you're buying is now been built correctly mm-hmm. up to all the, you know, the right level of quality, the right level of assurances, the right level of standards, and you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, not my thirty-five-year-old property in Cairns. Yeah, it's just <laughs> you know, it, let's Love tell that, that story quickly. You've you bought an older property. Yes, my that first then, one. That then. Same. Discovered that we had something wrong with it, and just tell that story quickly. But yeah, you know, I'll put it, my shame out on the podcast. No, 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 it, <laughs> it isn't shame. You no, know, it's, not, it's, it's, it's a cautionary tale, mate, which so is perfect. Was for it? Um, and Jace, uh, Jace, your wealth corporation. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not. I'm not trying to uh, talk about the insurance guy at the moment. Jason, um, Conor McGregor says you win or you learn, and mm. I learned from that one. So well, what, yeah, I, what I learned from it. that is I bought an older property. Go through, did the standard sort of stuff. You know, you have seven days building and pest, 21 days finance, and you get an existing property. The waterproofing had subsided in the bathroom, but because it was untenanted, it didn't get picked up by that little um, where they're trying to find any water oh, ingress water or anything. Yeah. yeah. So that's oh, it's all good. Anyway, showers. Fuck, what's going on downstairs? Floorboards are wet. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Water ingress. Call the guy up and he goes, Oh, mate, I couldn't see it. Disclaimer in the back. And yeah. then suddenly I'm like, well, the whole bathroom's got to come out. Because you're looking for, to nail someone's ass against the yeah. wall here. You've now Standard bought a property ops. that it wasn't. That's <laughs> Who's right. ass can I nail? <laughs> the last person you're looking to is, is the, the person in the mirror. You now want to have me, someone mate. to blame for this. Yeah. It was me. In the end, I was the guy, right? Like, I, I tried that. I was like, oh, mate, well, you know, you didn't pick this up. You're gonna, and he goes, yeah. read it and weep, mate. Yep. You've um, now bought a second-hand yeah. property. And Sorry. I, was, I was the guy that was stuck there. And I was like, fuck. And that's why one thing when we're going and you – you're building and you have a building inspector going out to making sure everything complies, all your defects reports are rectified and so on and so forth, and we've got the builder on the hook, it's a no-brainer that you would do that. Mm. You don't want to go through because I'm there going, oh, sweet, I want to get that same bathroom again. It's going to cost me another 25 grand, mm. right? And that's got to be swallowed up by capital growth. And, and it's just all that sort of stuff. And I just went, I've made it. I've made it. You know, I, I've learned. Yes. yes. I've learned from that. So. Me too. My My... 35-year-old Cairns townhouse is uh, – that was my very first property in my 20s and, yeah, would I buy that now that I have the the knowledge that I have now? Hell no. Yep. Um, I mean, it's it's done its fair share of things. It's it's actually rents really well, um, but it's always got something wrong with it. Yeah. Always something wrong. And it, it's on the elevator, <gasps> right, out the front door at the moment. So <laughs> just like Literally, gone. we're just waiting for the next email to come in from the property manager going – Maintenance request, maintenance request, yeah. maintenance request. And guess what that means? Money out the door, yeah. money out the door, yeah. money out the door. So, so, yeah, tenant's about to move out and it's going up for beautiful. sale. So. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. <laughs> so I guess, you know, we had quite a, I want to say rap sheet, but just mm. season two. Oh. If you guys are going to wrap it up in one sort of, you know, quick you know, burst or, mm. or word or whatever you got. What? Superstars. superstars. We had some absolute freaking superstars on and – uh, I just feel that we were able to showcase everyone's unique sort of talents and just what they're so passionate about doing um, and talking about. Um, yeah, I loved, I loved it. Yeah, mine's an S word as well. Ooh. couple of hyphens put in there. <laughs> Skin in the game. Yep. Um, you guys would have heard me talk about this before. So Debbie's my mortgage broker. Jace is my accountant. Shay's my solicitor. Angie does all of our property management. I use Jason Mady. Like mm. I use, and we're going to use Erica and, mm. and Nigel from my build. You know, during our our brand new build, if I, as the owner of Axon, provide people inspiration and I provide them peace of mind about how to be successful in, in the property market, guess what? 
this is my these are my my A team. It's mm. my my superstars that you know myself and Tamara have now met, and we've now weeded out the other people in the in the, in the industry to provide everyone the absolute best best service providers. So, yeah, I, I don't think I can provide any more peace of mind or skin in the game to say it's not as if I'm using the A grade. You then use the B grade. Everyone you guys get access to. It's not just me that uses it. Everyone else in the business. So when you bought your property, mate, I was who, did, who, yeah. who did the finance? Dad. Who did Shay. the it's Shay. Mate, it's just, <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't even think to go to anybody else. It wouldn't even come to my brain. Mm. I yeah. just shovel it over. Hey, yeah. let's get this done. So I think um, it, it would be great if listeners could let us know about what they want to hear in season three. Like, we're about to start planning that mm, and um, are. people are going to hear and we can absolutely make tweaks as we go if we hear what people want to hear. So, mm, mm. yeah. I guess we've got some. Um, I mean, I mean the, the main pillars of Axons Unleashed is all about ADF transition, how to be successful in the property market, um, how to be a veteran o- entrepreneur and a, sort of a business owner there, mm. how to communicate more effectively with your, with your partner. And, mm. of course, what's going on in the sort of property space. So Absolutely. Mm. I'm, I'm really looking forward to season three, to be honest. Because yeah. like, I feel like in season one came like the – the real core of Axon, how mm-hmm. it came about, mm. you know, how it was built. And I know you guys said it was some testing times to go through that, like, but now you got through there. And then the people that you brought with you in season two, how do we all work together? It, it's, a, it's a journey. It's a collective environment and it's the culture. And that's why people come in. And I know with one of the things, and, and, and Tammy always talk about it, which is great, is not always about just securing people's um, financial future, right, in the ADF, but a sense of community as well. Mm-hmm. I know you're fair, you're a massive advocate for that uh, with a lot of foundation stuff. We do a lot of stuff with Soldier On and so on and so forth. Yep. But we get out there and we try and support people because it's also their welfare, not just their financial welfare, but yep. people's mental states. They move around the country, disconnect from environments, communities mm-hmm. and so on to try and bring that in. We have a very strong core of followers now. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to one of our clients who's a massive fan, which she went down and you stay with in Canberra, and I was saying something to him. He's like, oh, mate, I'll just call Arnie Deb. About it, yeah, yeah, man. If you want to go, go, go your hardest. That's fine. Yeah, Yeah, definitely creating that community and uh, just where where our Axon members can sort of connect with other like minded people. Mm. They're going through the same thing. They talk the same talk. They they they're they're going on very similar journeys, and it's not the same as other uh, you know civilians Mm. like. um, Yeah. So season, it's good to connect. So season three, I feel will be. Will be that. Will be yeah. the sort of open slather, funny stories, stuff from the trenches. More interesting personalities, actually, that other people wouldn't have met. Yeah. So mm. it's been great so far that now people have understood the evolution of Axon and now they're listening to Deb and listening to Shay and listening yep. to Jace, et cetera, et cetera. But now, actually, ladies and gents, we're going to bring in some other people that, you know, many of you would have not, not met before, mm. but they're going to have more cautionary tales and more stories of hardship and more stories of success just to, you know, give you guys, you know, some real great information and sort of confidence there about. Not if, but when you transition from the military, yeah. you can be a successful team player in your new workplace. You mm. can be a successful veteran entrepreneur from a business owner perspective. You can be a decent partner who's not in the shit with your missus or your husband, or, you know, every day. Are you yep. still learning like that Like I one? am. Like <laughs> I am, right? Um, but, you know, I guess it's it's um, it's all about us being raw and real. You can see we're very no bullshit. We're, we're very upfront here. Thank you so much for everyone's awesome feedback so yeah. far on, you know, what season one and season two has been all about. And uh, Dane, Tammy, thank you for joining me. And we'll be yeah. back again next season. All right. Woo. That's a wrap. Then. Thank you. Bye. Woo.
Hey, thanks for tuning into today's podcast. If you enjoyed listening, make sure you give us a five-star rating, hit subscribe, so you'll be first in line to get it in your inbox every week on a Tuesday. Whilst you're at it, open up your favorite social media app, be that Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube, and connect with Axon Property Group. This is where you see us every day sharing the secrets of creating multi-million dollar property portfolios and performing to the highest levels of your life. You'll get exclusive behind the scenes access to what it really takes to build a life that you love. You'll also discover how to secure your financial future as an ADF member or veteran, and I assure you your future self will love you for it. Thanks again for listening, and that's a wrap.